the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery we're Radio. We're back. It, we're, we're not Larry Weedekind anymore. <laughs> I'm this so great. happy. You know, happy, happy, happy. We get to be ourselves. Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. This show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. We have a two-week detox and two-year free aftercare program. Uh, the detox portion is called Matthews Hope Detox and Recovery Program. It's located inside St. Joseph's Hospital downtown. We have a wonderful website. If you would like any information about our program, you can go to www.mhdrp.org or give us a call at 844-263-4673. And as usual, you're listening to us in the H on KPRC 950, 1 p.m. Central on Sundays. You can also listen on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, KPRC has a channel. Or at the end of the day, they upload all of our shows to podcasts, and you can go back and listen to any of them if you're, I don't know. No, I won't say it. I got the look. Um, <laughs> if you have nothing better to do, go back and listen to some old shows. Hey, I was going to make one of those jokes that I'm not allowed to make. It just it crossed my brain. I'm sure it did. <laughs> hey, this is spiritual progress for you to have a filter. New year, who dis? New year, new beard, who dis? Yeah. Is my husband. Yeah. So um, what else do we need to plug? Oh, the Facebook page. Well, so you were going to do a question and answer thingy. How, are you getting yeah. any questions on the a, Facebook a few. page? So if you go to the Relevant Recovery Radio <clears throat> Facebook page, yeah. um, there is a post there where you can submit any questions you have about addiction, recovery, alcoholism. <clears throat> and so we're going to have an episode in a few weeks mm-hmm. uh, where we sit down and answer all of your questions, listeners, uh, on the air. And I actually got an inquiry last night, and I forgot to tell you about a week ago. People said, you don't post on Instagram anymore. No. So people are actually checking it and noticing that you're not posting when, so on So you sometimes Facebook will say, you know, do it to Instagram too. And if it does, then I let it do it. I just never get on Instagram, but I can make a conscious effort. You were going to do the Instagram and I was going to do the Facebook, but you're not good with social I'm media. I'm not emotionally sober enough. And so... I don't know that I ever will be. Maybe sometime we can like uh, get together and figure out who can do our social media for us because I'm I'm addicted to it and it's I, not good for me. I got a volunteer last night that wants to, so we'll explore that after the show. Excellent. Yeah, All and, right. and she's like 21, 22, so that's the perfect they age. They know that language. They know how all that works yes so <laughs> how cool is today's the show what do we that. have today i'm excited i'm excited too because we have our good friend back again for a second time her name is candace candace welcome to the show hello thank you for having me you're a little quiet maybe you need to speak a little bit but um, <laughs> this candace- is like my third sister wife by the way there's you <laughs> and then we have sister wife gay and we have sister wife candace what about this melanie fantastic. i don't know right now we have to talk <laughs> Melody. Mel, you're going to have to schedule some time with me. we got some things to work out. <laughs> All right. So Sister Wife Candace is on the show. Yeah. Uh, is a good friend of us. We've actually had you on the show before. And I don't remember what month, but it was many months back mm-hmm. where we had you on to tell your story. And so if anyone wants to go to iHeart and scroll back to find the show called Candace's Story... They can hear the precursor of today's show. And it was like the number one downloaded show it we have. It has been over, yes, over all of our podcasts ever. It is the most downloaded, most listened to episode. Now, after saying that, do we plan an ego deflation for Candace? Or is this... <laughs> Not live on air. We'll do it at the commercial break. <laughs> okay, perfect. 
<laughs> but so everybody really loves that episode. They loved getting to know your story. Uh, and so if anyone's curious about that chunk of how you got to the part, part where you were addicted to drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and then wanted sobriety. So that's kind of what the old episode is about. But we really didn't get a chance to talk too much about our lives in recovery mm-hmm. last time you were on. And so I really wanted to have you back on to kind of talk about your experience in the 12-step world and some some things that you've learned and things that you've experienced. Yeah. So hi, Candace. Hi. <laughs> hi. So where do I start? So I think I, I remember the show and I remember stopping off and I think I re- kind of quickly got through time and sobriety, yeah. right? Um, so I guess where I'll pick up... <clears throat> I'll pick up when I got sober exactly yeah. around that time. And um, man, I was I, I had a, a miserable feeling that I hadn't ever had prior. Um, and it was just the strangest thing because I didn't have the external. And we talked about this a little bit last time. But I didn't have the external quote unquote bottom, bottoms yeah. yet that I had experienced previously. So that's one myth we can bust right now. Right. Is a lot of people think, oh, you got to go find this rock bottom. Mm-mm. And that doesn't exist for some of us. And it's not required and it's not in our literature. Like all that's required is sort of that emotional desperation. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter if you still have all your stuff or you haven't been arrested or you haven't lost your kids or you haven't lost your job. There's plenty of high functioning alcoholics and drug addicts that get to that emotional bottom. Right. That seek this. That was me. Right. Because you had all your stuff, honey. I had all my stuff. Uh, People in my life were okay with me. I don't know that they liked me, but I had all my stuff. We don't like you now. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go again, folks. Here we go again. We're going to break down that fourth wall and show you what our marriage is really like. No, but I, I, I completely agree with both of you. Like the, it, it, And Heather, you say it very well. It's the externals. Anything that's outside of that internal condition, that Doesn't internal matter. connection to God, it's, it, yeah. And so you found that. Cause, right. Because I know from your story, you had previously lost everything. Correct. And stuff was really bad for mm-hmm. you, and you'd had some sobriety and relapse again. But this time, when you got sober this time, mm-hmm. what would describe that internal? So it, it was really foreign to me because I was under the assumption that I had to have this external bottom. So when I had this feeling and when I when I got back into sobriety, it was really difficult trying to explain what that felt like and why I was back. People would ask me, well, did you lose your kids again? Were you homeless again? People that had known me in sobriety the first time. And I didn't know how to put it into words. And I still struggle trying to put it into words. But I guess the best way to explain it, I had this gift of desperation that I had never had prior. I had this awful deep down feeling if I did not stop, I was going to die. And I was convinced. I was completely convinced. I had teetered even in homelessness, even in losing my kids. I had teetered at that time trying to figure out, you know, am I really, you know, an alcoholic? But at this point, there was no question in my mind. I knew. um, And I felt that internal Ugh. And so from your previous sobriety experiences, you still felt drawn to go back to the 12-step world, mm-hmm. knowing that that has worked for you previously and for other people mm-hmm. that you knew. Absolutely. And so because I lost everything multiple times. Donnie lost nothing. Wait, you, I got to cut you because we're about to go to break. But when we come back, we're going to finish this segment. Yeah. Uh, and I want to hear from both of you what was different this time because you both mm-hmm. had repeats, right? Yeah. Yep. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. Uh, you got Donnie Mosier, Heather, Heather Mosier, Mosier, Candace Recovered. Candace, Candace Mosier, yeah. sister wife number <laughs> <Right>. two. <laughs> so uh, before we break, we were talking about this, this really desperate emotional place where you really wanted to get sober. Mm-hmm. And so you go back to the 12-step world. Yep. And, and you did well for a minute mm-hmm. until you weren't doing so well. Mm-hmm. And looking back in retrospect now, what was going wrong at that time? Because you had the desire. Yeah. But what was going wrong looking back that, that was getting you off track and making you miserable in sobriety? So so as I explained the last time I was on this show, I do believe this disease is progressive. Yeah. Right. And so I get back into sobriety. I'm doing this 12 step thing and I'm moving at a really slow pace, which is not something that's foreign to me, by the way, because I had done that previously. Right. I think this is the way. You think, right? yeah, this is and how so, we do it. Yeah. But something odd happened this time where I could feel myself going backwards. I could feel the restless, irritable, discontented state of mind creeping back in. And I was like, "This either this isn't going fast enough or this actually doesn't work. Something's right. actually wrong because I am miserable in sobriety. So so you come in the room and you're excited. And we see this. Mm-hmm. How many times do we People see this? People are so gung-ho. I want recovery. I want to get right. sober. I'm excited to yeah. be here. And then what happens within a couple months? And it talks about it in the book, the boy whistling in the dark mm-hmm. who yeah. is secretly wishing he could have. So you started to feel that. You started yeah. to go, okay, wait a minute. I was really excited to get here. But mm-hmm. suddenly I'm starting to have these thoughts or these feelings. And so for clarity, mm-hmm. like you were what, like two or three months sober yep. when you started to get miserable in recovery? Yeah, I was about two or three, probably about three months. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, I'm sitting in meetings and I don't know, I don't know what's being talked about. I have no idea what's going on. Like you're zoning out? Yeah. And for the first time, I'm actually curious and Mm. I would like to know what is wrong with me. Yeah. That is something that had never been explained to me previously by any you know, person that was taking me through the steps that had never been explained to me in an articulate way, even or any of that. So I actually had no idea what you were just someone that's coming in and saying, hey, I'm an alcoholic. Let's work the steps. And they're like, "Okay," Yeah. And and then it's this slow Mm -hmm. process. And so at that time, you're like three months sober Mm -hmm. and you said you were working the steps slowly. Mm -hmm. What step were you on at three months sober? Six. Six. Wait, you were. Mm -hmm. Wait. She was on step six. Wait, how? Well, how are you on? Step what is six. there to do in step six? That, mm-hmm. that, and that, that was the question. question. That was the question. So I had a sponsor that um, asked me to write 100 defects, defects of character on index cards and then prioritize them. And at this Wait, point, what? right. And at this point, I'm like, look, I know I don't know a whole lot because I can't seem to stay sober. But I, I just don't think this is the way. And and by well, this it's just time, not even in the book. Right, I don't want to memorize my defects. I want to get rid of them. Right. And by this time, I'm past a step four, and now I'm developing all of these other resentments. And I'm like. Something's not quite right with yeah. with this process. And you weren't the only one picking up on that. And this is right. where I get excited, guys. I'm excited. I don't mm-hmm. want to do a spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But this is where our friend Kenny is mm-hmm. the hero and saves Candace's <laughs> life. <laughs> Kenny, you saved her life. So we have a mutual friend that mm-hmm. knows my husband. 
and mm-hmm. he knew you from yep. the rooms, and mm-hmm. he started to approach you and talk to you about your condition. So, so not exactly. So here's exactly <laughs> here's here's what happened. Did her voice just go up an octave without so, without cuss words? Right. What, how did this not, occur? Not exactly. What actually happened is I would hear him in meetings, and I'm like, this guy knows everything, and and so I would approach him and ask questions, and but I would disagree with him at the same time because he's telling me, well, this person is wrong in this way. That I'm like, they're not all wrong. Like they're not. There's no way they're all wrong. And he's like, listen, like you need to call this number with this woman Mm -hmm. and see if it's different, if it's any different. We thought about it. He wasn't speaking to me. Then I decided now today I'm more miserable than I've ever been. I have to pick up the phone. He was genuinely concerned for you. He was genuinely concerned, Mm -hmm. which is rare for Kenny. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So he knew you were heading very Mm -hmm. close to a drink or a relapse. Yes. And he was pressuring you to try a different sponsor. Yes. All of this is out of love. I promise you it's out of love. But you know when you're... But when you're in it, you don't feel that. Right. You know when you're you're both in jail and there's always the jailhouse lawyer? Oh, always. Well, Kenny's the room's lawyer. He is. He is (laughs) 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I pray with everything I have that he listens to this episode because that's the most amazing analogy I've ever heard in my life. Here's what you need to do. Uh, Yeah. This this is, this, here it is. You're a dry alcoholic. I'll say this. I'll say this and I don't want to get off track, but my favorite thing he has ever told me is he's in a meeting and he's sharing and he's waxing poetic out of the big book and this is what you do, blah, blah, blah. About love and tolerance. No, 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 that's a different story. And this guy after the meeting goes, bro, what you just said was magnificent. I want to be like you and do all that. And Kenny laughed. He goes, I want to do it too. We can say there it, it and we live it, right? Right, right, Which right. is always the, the, the uh, kicker. But so, so you finally did call this potential new sponsor. Correct. How'd that go? Uh, well, I, I called her and I said, listen, I, I don't... By this time, mind you, I, I don't trust anybody. Mm. I, I have very little faith that anybody knows what they're talking about, that anybody actually does anything that this literature says, right? On and, top of like full restless, irritable, discontent. Correct. I yeah. have very little faith at this point in time. So when I call this person, I said, listen, I don't know you. I don't know if you have what I want. I think there was a word in there. There was. I said without with, cussing. Well, yeah, you could well, say like, like I, it starts with no, the letter after right. G. No, it, I don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I said, I don't know you and I don't know if you, you have, have what I want. The front door that I want. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I'm willing to try. Mm. And she was like, cool, come over Friday. And I was like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> I, I remember hanging up the phone and thinking, what have I done? What have I done? I'm now I got to start all over again. And like, I'm already, I'm miserable and I'm dying. But like, it was the best thing I could have ever done because sitting across from this woman who had all of this knowledge. And not only that, for the first time, I understood what it meant to want something that somebody had, mm. right? That somebody else had. I always thought it was like this external stuff, like, oh, they've got the good job and they go to work on time and they have money and they can support mm-hmm. their kids and they can do all these things. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. And for the first time, I was able to see, oh, oh my gosh, this woman has exactly what I want. This level of spirituality that that I've I've craved this whole time. She looks genuinely happy. Are we She's, keeping her anonymous? I think so. So I just, I don't she just think sounds we fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not playing this game. So here, here's the beauty of it is that I sort of, um, I was in the room that day she took that call. Mm-hmm. It was me, by the way. I took the call. Yeah. And and she was excited because you were so honest. Like I think at that point you had dropped all pretense. 
you knew you were dying. You knew mm-hmm. like this is it. I don't have it. And you were just like, but that's what she said. God, honest, she right? said. She said, I don't know if you have what I want, um, but I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, OK, how long sober do you have? What step are Who you knew on? You guys were so perfect for each other. Like God mm-hmm. had a plan. God had so a plan. Amazing. And she was like step six. And, I, and she told me this assignment. And I'm like, what? I was like, Can you please come over Friday? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so we got together and we began the work, mm-hmm. the way that it's outlined in the book and the way my lineage taught me, my sponsor and her sponsor yeah. before her. And we mm-hmm. pass exactly that down. And what uh, what what can you say about your Donnie's holding up? You're, you're going to say something. Well, I'm giving you the two minute. But plus, oh. I, I wanted to I, without interrupting. What I wanted to say but you was did that interrupt. <laughs> I held up my hand. You called on me. <laughs> I want our audience to recognize the abuse that I take. No, but you guys say this a lot, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to address it real fast. In that you always talk about lineage and how I was. Yeah. What's the importance in that? What mm. makes that so important? Because the book says that you can't transmit something you haven't got. Mm. And, I, and, yeah. and that my sponsor always says that all problems in the 12-step world could be solved due to better sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important that I know I have a sponsor, and she has a sponsor, and she has a sponsor. I know who these women are. I can say mm-hmm. their names. And you, you do know? it exactly the and way I you're taught. And I do exactly taught. what was passed down to me. I, I can only transmit what I have an experience with. And this and goes back to like Dr. Dexter's, Bob, Dexter's Do- scientific thing that he always talks about. Is you guys are doing something that's repeatable. It's repeatable mm-hmm. and you get the same results. It's no longer a theory. Yeah. It's a proven fact because it's repeatable if we yeah. do it. And so it's so magical when you get to sit across from another alcoholic and heroin addict. And, and I, I just mm-hmm. get excited at another heroin addict because yeah. I don't get to sponsor yeah. those a whole mm-hmm. lot, but I have that mm-hmm. experience. But we speak the same language of that misery in our prior life. But now I get to teach her this new language of recovery mm-hmm. and, and what our history shows and what all the sponsors before us have passed down. I think it's just so important that we stick to what works and we don't make up other stuff yeah. to, to yeah. make it sound, you know, like that step six assignment. I don't even know how that happens, you know. Yeah. Let's dissect that a little bit more and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. We are certainly glad you came back to listen to us. Um, I'm in a studio with a very <laughs> kind and loving wife and a sister wife who is really is like a sister to me. Um, I love her very much. So, Heather, Candace, pick it back up. Where were you? So, uh, Candace has made a decision based on what we'll call a sober blackout, where she's <laughs> yeah. she's made a decision she's not sure she wanted to make, and now you guys are going to start doing the step work together. Like, where'd you go from there? Right. So, I met with her the first time, and and I'm dreading it, and I'm like, gosh, this lady is she's nuts. Like, I can't be late. I can't do any of these. Which I don't think I ever was yeah. to any meeting that I ever had with her. I never canceled. I was never late. My stuff was done on time because I wanted it that bad. Right. Um, but I met with her the first time and I saw you for the first time after that meeting standing in the kitchen. And I was like, man, this is neat because I hadn't seen you in so long. And I'd known you from when I was sober the first time. And so that was a really cool experience. And I get I get in the car, call my husband. I'm like, this is so neat and blah, blah, blah. And I'm so excited. And I go through the steps with this woman and I have all of these really cool spiritual experiences. And we we complete the steps and I get like my first sponsee or two. um, Like, I mean, immediately after the steps, I get my first sponsee or two and I go to this concert and 
mind you, prior to this, I wasn't able to go out in public or go to bars or do anything without the obsession to drink, like lingering, being there. Like Mm -hmm. it was so miserable. I was jealous all the time. I, I could never be happy. And I go to this concert and there's all of this alcohol and stuff around me. Party favors. Yeah. Oh, there was all kinds of stuff going on around me. And so I go through the entire concert. I leave. I go through the drunk line at Waterburger, and I get home and I sit <laughs> down. Yeah, I sit down with my food. Sober. Sober. And I start crying mm. because I realize I, I didn't notice it in the moment, but I realize as I'm sitting down, oh, my God, for the first time I had fun. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to change the way I felt. Mm. And I didn't want anything that anybody else had. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy. And I don't know what to do with this. And I you know, I called Heather and I told her about it. And I was just like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever mm. She was just crying. And it's such a cool thing. Because I know when I sat down with you for the first time, which is what I do with everybody, I make sure I help you qualify yourself to me mm-hmm. as chronic, which She's... is having the allergy and the obsession. And so you finally knew what was wrong mm-hmm. with you She's this quite entire scary. time. She's quite scary. scary. Candace, look no. at me. Wink twice <laughs> if you're afraid if you're afraid to be honest just but wink it's twice also with the promise of what the program offers yeah. is if you get to step 10 page 8045 promises us that that insanity gets removed that i don't mm-hmm. fight the drink or the drug idea anymore i get recovered mm-hmm. you know yeah. and explain that language and explain why we do this program and that we're not going to have to just try to white knuckle it and avoid triggers for the rest of our lives and mm-hmm. it's crazy that people really don't they know don't that. understand they don't that. Know that i mean yeah. i've got that cigar night that I do with a bunch of men that I go to church with mm-hmm. who are all believers. And normal people will say that. And, yeah. and, and they will constantly check on me like, are you, are you, are you okay? Because they're like, drinking around you. Yeah, yeah. You don't understand. Like God removed He's, that. Yeah. It's, it's gone. It's, it's not applicable. It does not, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't mm. apply. Like it's just, it it's not, a, yeah, it really doesn't. But and, it's cool when you experience it for the first time. Oh man. And you're like, God's removed it. Yeah. I, I'm recovered. Yeah. How was, exciting is that? It was that? the most amazing thing I had ever experienced and I just, I knew, okay, wait, this is actually the way that it works. Mm-hmm. It, it was, by yeah, the by the book. Like, this is actually how people recover and stay sober and happy. That was a big thing was, like, feeling happy. Yeah. And I had never experienced that. So that was, like, the biggest, Biggest you know, thing. The, yeah. And the beautiful thing watching the both of you is... Uh, I mean, I knew Heather from whatever it was. I was 14 months sober, I think, when I met you. So from then on, but watching you both, like once that happens, Mm -hmm. you guys are like pit bulls. You have dug your teeth in and you're not letting go. Mm -hmm. Right. Like this is now my way of life. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced this in any other way. Not lasting, not, not. Right real right um which is a good really... point I, I actually wrote some hot seat questions for candace <laughs> we should have like a like a drum like, da, 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 da. like some sort of music and can we do the law and order music oh uh, yeah we can da, da. so I, I don't know but so i have some hot seat <laughs> questions i'm gonna throw these sling these at you you just answer them however you see fit okay, okay. you ready i'm ready how long sober do you have Two and a half a little over two and a half years cool how long did it take you to work all 12 steps well, that's a that's a complex question. Once I got with you, yep, about eight weeks. Eight weeks. And when did you stop working them? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that's a trick question. You know, obviously never. Well, never. <laughs> I was like, what? How many people have you sponsored? I don't know. I like that answer. What, what yeah, ballpark? Ballpark. Hundred. I have seven women that are still sober and sponsoring others, and that's not including all of the others that have you try either. With. Yeah. Well, so if you figure if you figure seven, 
right? Mm -hmm. And what we say is- if, You get one out of 10. Correct. Yeah. So you're probably in the 70, 80 people range that you have yeah. sat down with. Mm -hmm. At least. See, and that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what I want people out there to understand is really like, think about this in your mind, is that Heather has a group of women that she sponsors. And I think and I each have one like of those, 40 through the 12 steps. And each mm -hmm. one of those women has a group of women they sponsor. And right. each one of those women, like this is, it's a big it's so deal. so cool. It is. In fact, one of your sponsees, Candace, one of my grand sponsees, mm -hmm. uh, you know, is excited to meet Monday with one of our clients from Matthew's Hope to begin working the steps with her. And yeah. it's a beautiful circle. Mm -hmm. Like, look how good it's God so cool. is. Yeah. All right. So next question is, what is your least favorite 12-step slogan? Mm. Put the plug in the jar. <laughs> Explain why. Because it's it's false. Yes. That's if I could simply stop, why would I need it? True. Why would I need the twelve steps? If I could just simply put the plug in the jug or my actually that probably just don't drink. Because mm -hmm. if I had the ability to just to not just drink. not drink. Right. Not a chronic alcoholic. Right. Don't need AA. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's just it's totally Mine is bizarre. one day at a time. Yes, yeah, you hate. Oh, it makes me insane because mm -hmm. the book doesn't say it anywhere. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Not once. It says it's for good or for story, all. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the misconception. We, we only exist one day at a time, sure. so you mm -hmm. can't recover anything all else. All I got is today. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, me too. But yeah. hey, whoever <laughs> got up genius. the earliest this right. morning has the most sobriety. <laughs> and if I just don't drink, oh, oh no goodness. matter what. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question is: What is the quickest that you've ever seen someone get through all twelve steps and recover? 18 days. 18 days. Holy Mine, cow. Mine is 10 days. Wait, give me a summary of that one. Well, I, can I say her name? Um, first, yeah, first, first name. First name only. Bree. Bree. Yeah. That was the quickest. And Heather called me and says, I, I need you to get you this girl through the steps in two weeks. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even have a year sober, but all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. This is That's why. Take this girl. And I was freaking out, but um, I met her multiple times. And mind you, while I was doing this with her, I had five other women in the book at the time. So I was meeting with her like three or four times a week. Does this go back to the fear of Heather? Because she, no. she told you to do it. No. Like, all right, we'll figure this no, out. No, but I think I also, I think there was this level of like, I don't, I also don't want to like disappoint her, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I know is like, is delusional. But, but I always, she, when I send someone you? to Candace, though, I'm always like, they may not stay sober. That's not on mm -hmm. you. But like, here's, here's what I think the game plan needs to be with this person, depending on like how bad of a chronic relapse they are. And I get to watch this. I don't get any details, but here's what I get to watch. When a girl comes to Heather and she doesn't have space... Or she needs somebody that's as tough as nails, like her. I send them to Candace. They go straight to Candace. <laughs> they go straight yeah. to Candace. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's pretty amazing. So two weeks. Yep. And what? Thirteen days. Uh, no, uh, it was Shayla, and it was ten days. Ten days. That's amazing. Ten days, and she's still sober. Yes, she is, it's and still amazing. active, and still, still doing active. the deal. Yeah. And so, okay, next question: uh, As you recovered, when did you begin to feel a connection to God? Ooh. Step nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was it like? What were you experiencing? What were you aware of? I was aware that for the first time in my life, I wasn't doing things selfishly. I was having to go and approach these people that I had harmed so severely and try to clean that up, but doing it for them and not for myself yeah. and, and meaning what I was saying yeah. and, and, and having a genuine desire to not repeat the behavior and yeah. to not do those things. That was a really spiritual thing for me. That was... That was huge. And this isn't on my list, but it just popped in my head as you said that question is, what have you had an amends that you really didn't want to make? And you don't have to be specific, but like, did you mm -hmm. make it or like, what was mm -hmm. that internal struggle? Mm -hmm. I did. <laughs> I've had a few. Um, it was it was internally 
miserable. It was super hard to do. And I um, I am so grateful for the outcome because although going in in self and I'm worried about all of my feelings coming out of that, I was more gratified. Yeah. Right. The literature tells me that I'm going to be more gratified going to an enemy than a friend. Yeah. Right. And and I got to experience that those were much, much bigger, mm-hmm. much bigger spiritual experiences than than any of you know my family or close friends. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this, because um, I sort of teeter on it. Do you feel like, and I'm talking about from today backward or whatever, that we will ever be finished with amends? Like it's no. cause, right because new mm-hmm. ones come up. Because mm-hmm. it always goes back to the question. In our literature: there's some wrongs we can never fully right, but we say we we will if we could. And mm-hmm. I and when I when I simmered on that idea, mm-hmm. I realized I can't ever fully right any of my mm-hmm. wrongs. Mm-hmm. Well, and the more in the right mind we become, the more our brain clears. I think I remember, I don't remember what meeting we were at recently, but I told you, I was like, You thought oh, of an amends. That, amends no, it was at that make. conference. We were at that conference yeah. in Vegas, you know? <laughs> All right, so. Uh, we have more hot seat questions. Yeah, don't go anywhere because they're going to get better and better. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to <laughs> Relevant Recovery Radio. We're glad you came back. Uh, check it out. So we got Candace in the hot seat. Yeah. Hello. And I'm hoping these questions get a little harder because I feel like you're throwing her softballs right now. Well, I'm saying and, pe- people don't know us, you yeah. know, that are just listening. <clears throat> and I think that some of these are general, but really profound questions in the in the sense of working a program of recovery. And, and I'd like to mention too... Because as we do this with more people, we'll be able to see the consistency of some of these answers. And I'd like to mention too that <laughs> we have somebody else in studio <laughs> with Candace, and her name is... My name is Lily. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yes. It's her daughter. So her daughter is in studio with us. So I don't know if there's been any filtering, uh, but... <laughs> Uh, but it's just cool. So it's cool. I want to get back to some of these questions. Yeah, let's um, do this. All right. So the next question is, what is your idea of the perfect 12-step meeting? Ooh. Mm. What does that look like? Ooh, it's, that's You just that's asked her for really her and question. Kenny's fantasy. <laughs> that's a really... Oh, man. You know, I, first of all, I, I just... Where's God? Yeah. You know, that that's I think that's the biggest downfall. I think that 12 step meetings have run into, Mm. you know, be as watered down as you want. But when you're I'm so proud of myself and taking the credit and all of those (laughs) things. I mean, it's just like, come on, man. Where is you didn't do any of this, you know, but that's that's the delusion. But or I'm I'm working on this and I'm working on this. It's it's the it's the I think program. It's the I thing. Right. And so it's I think my idea of the I don't think there is one. Honestly, I just is God running it. Yeah. You know, that's that's the truth. You know, I think the best thing I ever heard was our pastor at church. And I think it applies in church and I think it applies in the rooms. And it is this. If the book says it, we're going to say it. Mm hmm. If the book doesn't say it, we're not going to say it. Mm-hmm. And if the book leaves it gray, 
we're going to leave it gray. So in other right. words, we're going to keep all of our opinion out and yeah. just follow the book. Yeah. yeah. And people get that mixed up in the 12-step world because they'll hear, oh, I'm supposed to share my experience, strength, and help. And so they take that too far <laughs> and say, here's my experience with this. Well, if your experience contradicts what's in our literature <laughs> right. and the instructions, keep it to yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. That's not what we're here to talk about, bro. Because you got right. new people that you... And, and you can do damage. Right. We have new people that you could lead astray by accident. My favorite but, kind of meeting is any meeting where we're talking about the steps, we're talking about God, we're, we're talking about how recovered we've become and and just to try to instill hope like I, I prefer big book studies but it doesn't necessarily have to right. there's some been some amazing speakers that we've heard and what was it Chris R used to say that the meeting should be they should be a pep rally for God a not pep- a dumping ground for your problems yes yep yeah a pep if you rally want to for give God. that newcomer hope yeah you got to mm-hmm. give them hope yeah. yeah all right next question have you ever heard a boring fifth step Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. How about 90% of them? 90% of them. <laughs> like, where's the good stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they're literally thinking, they're telling you stuff you've never heard, and it's like, oh, like, my I've, God. I've... It's literally the fifth time I've heard that kind of thing <laughs> this, this week. month. <laughs> this week. <laughs> and I don't remember any of the rest. So What if my just... brain does now, my brain dumps the fifth steps. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't even remember the Like, yeah. I have one. <laughs> then you're talking to them later, yeah. and, and you're like, hey, what about this? And they're like, I, I told you about fifth step. Don't you yeah, remember? You're like, yeah. And I feel really and you bad. Don't remember. I feel really yeah. bad. There was why I won't say, it, but there was something very specific about like a country she grew up in. And I would have known this from the fifth step, but I didn't even know she grew up in another country, didn't even know she knew another language. Right. I, my brain had just dumped right. the fifth step. Yeah, it's, that is a real thing that happens. Like, I, it's when you leave my house, <laughs> right. that fifth step goes with you because <laughs> right. I am not, I'm, I am now on to my life and yeah. what I'm doing or whatever. Like in the moment, of course I'm there because like, you know, it's a, it's Engaged, a God thing. Yeah. yeah. But like past that point, I don't care. And, and literally like I'm, I've got my hand down on my lap so they can't see me checking my watch. Right. Um, well, do I'm doing that, things but... to keep my eyes open so I can stay awake. <laughs> I have a friend that in Kerrville used to wear sunglasses so she could take a nap. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. All right, next question. On what step do you lose most sponsees and why? Ooh. Nine. Nine? Mm-hmm. Why really? Do you, why do you think that is? They balk. They don't want to make financial amends. They don't want to make amends to ex-husband. They don't want to make amends to mother-in-law. They don't want to do those things. They don't want to get humble. They No, they don't believe that they owe because, according to them, that person has done them more harm than they have done to them. And (laughs) And so so where's their apology? And they're still calling it an apology. And that also drives me nuts. And I'm like, it's not an apology, but all right. (laughs) Um, We're not. Yeah, correct. And so I lose them at nine. I don't ever really lose women at four it's very rare and that surprises me yeah, because you rare. guys do doesn't matter how new they are you guys do a very in-depth four mm-hmm. step so that answer did kind of surprise me a yeah, little yeah. Bit. Mm-hmm. I, mine's a mix i lose half at four or nine yeah. it, it can be a yeah. mix but yeah and so it's so interesting when it comes to amend because people like they hang on to that that they've done and the book literally says that it doesn't matter if they've done more harm to you than you, you still have to do this correct yeah you correct. know you have to disregard yeah. their yeah. part entirely and uh-huh. only look at what i'm trying to correct yeah. and that's a hard pill to swallow yeah yeah, yeah. what is your favorite step and why mmm 12 mine too yeah, because I, I mean it's I mean, pretty self-explanatory. I mean, look and explain it, why, because people may not know what twelve is. So twelve is twelve is simply giving it away. It's it's sponsoring and working with others. It's, How much it, you get paid for that? Zero. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I charge still, but. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get rid of that little Apple Cube thing and stop taking right. credit cards. Yeah. Yeah, it's for free and for fun. 
you know, it's it's the most beautiful thing to sit across from another alcoholic that is is as hopeless as I once Mm. was and to watch that light come on and to see God working in their lives and to know that I had nothing to do with it. I showed up. I did what was taught to me and I let God use me for them. And that's the most amazing thing. It's it watching. It's watching the program come to life. Yeah. So that that step gives you purpose. Oh, yeah. You know. I think when you initially work the steps when you're the newcomer, but then then you take the steps mm-hmm. to yeah. other people and then you live the steps and you know yeah. it become it morphs and I love 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 of, of anything out of the 12 step world my favorite thing is sponsoring other mm-hmm. women um because anything that was traumatic in my past or anything that God's dealing with me on seems to pop up as I'm sponsoring them and it's this amazing purposeful spiritual growth for both of us. Yeah. And they may not finish the steps, they may not stay sober, right. but I get to spiritually grow mm-hmm. and plant some seeds no matter what. Absolutely. So, I just love that. What's your favorite mm-hmm. step and why, honey? I, I think it's I think it's twelve You're as well. You're just copying us. No, it's, <laughs> it, it was, it's what I. I mean, it was, it's the comment. So I've never felt any purpose in my entire life. Like mm-hmm. I never felt useful to anyone. Yeah. And the fact that God has gifted us with like we didn't do anything to earn it, develop it, or make it. It was literally a gift that was mm-hmm. given us because not everybody has that gift. Yeah. yeah right. True. Everybody does mm-hmm. the best they can. So again, like we didn't do anything to deserve it or to mm-hmm. develop it. But we were definitely given it. Right. And it's like you always say, honey, like um, that we as the humans, we're responsible for the effort and the results are up to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the got my part. Yeah. The other guy has his part and God's got his part. And the Simple results are up that. to God. Yeah. Right. All right. So another question is, you kind of already answered this. and This is sort of a trick question. How did your sponsor approach you? And she didn't. Well, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> because- I was... I was- very rudely told to approach Call her. this woman. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's interesting, and I put it as a question just because uh, the book tells us as recovered alcoholics to search out an, another sponsee and try again. Like mm-hmm. that we, we should be looking for the newcomer. But, all right, how many meetings do you attend weekly? Not a whole lot. Um, I'm at least... And meeting with sponsees count. Oh, okay. Well, then, then a lot. <laughs> At least five. Okay, cool. Golly. All right, so what is your greatest gift of sobriety and mm. your top asset and your top defect? Ooh. Do you want to, do you want her to pull out her fourth step? So <laughs> greatest gift of sobriety is being able to be present for my family and my kids. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and having a, um, a relationship with God. That, that's huge. Um, asset. What's your top asset? What talent or gift has God given you? Man, I, I was never good with helping anybody, man. <laughs> I, I Nobody wanted anything I had, man. And so I don't know. I, I It's working with others. It's it, it's yeah. being able to be useful yeah. to somebody, being able to say something to somebody that they may have not heard previously mm-hmm. when they had tried this thing before, right? So that's like, but the defect, laziness. Laziness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's judgmentalness. Like, there's things that go on in my mind. I'm like, mm-hmm. God, can you just please not let me think that way? But the mm-hmm. beautiful thing is is that you guys are at that place where the we've already used, like, the big grit sandpaper. Yeah. Right? And sand, you guys have gone from two horrible, horrible human I'm beings like a to, two, grit at this point. to two wonderful, <laughs> wonderful women who I love and adore. Last mm-hmm. question. Who got you sober? God. God. Don't oh, forget, yeah. those yeah. who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Hashtag God, though. <laughs> <laughs>